All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor. Member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Oh, thank you, Mr. Mann. Now we're back to talk about the real thing. Investing wisely with Walt Sakira of the AKW Group here in Akron. Their company invests their clients' money in individually owned stocks and custom-made portfolios designed just for their particular needs. If you have any questions about the stock market, stocks, and how they work, call anytime this half hour. Talk live to Walt Secure at 330-673-1234. That's out of Akron, toll free, 800-669-4100. Well, of course, there's been a lot of a lot of news, a lot of talk about the market, a lot of talk about the economy in the last uh, you know couple of months. But uh, basically, you know, since that big uh, boost up in July, the market's been just kind of kind of boring, kind of flat. In fact, the S&P 500 index has been flat for over the past two months. What can we do to get some excitement back in the market? Well, Bob, sometimes excitement, we don't need it. Uh, you know, sometimes the pause is good, and I, and I think that's exactly what's happening here. Um, you know, we did see the, the Dow Jones eat out a little gain. Like you said, the S&P and NASDAQ had modest losses. But a lot of information last week, a lot of uh, technology information, um, you know, coming out. Apple had their big um, media event, and they unveiled their new iPhone and watches and some other products. Uh, we saw a big IPO in the technology industry come out this week. Um, yeah, a lot of news there to, to take a look at. And then, yeah, we saw the UAW. We we got strikes going on in the auto side. Um, oil prices continue to move higher. We got over $90 a barrel on the West Texas crude. Uh, economic data is still coming in mixed. Um, you know, so a lot, lot of data, a lot of information to look at. And um, you know, a lot of work to be done here as we move towards next year. But if we look at the indices, uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average for the week uh, went up 40 points, uh, 0.1% gain in year-to-date. That Dow Jones Industrial Average sits at 4.4%. Uh, the S&P 500 index, the broader index, lost seven points for the week, was down 0.2%. Uh, year-to-date, we're at 15.9%, Bob. Uh, the NASDAQ uh, sold off 53 points last week, uh, up 0.4%. Uh, year-to-date, we're still at 31% on that NASDAQ composite. And the small mid caps uh, sold off a little bit last week, and year to date we're sitting up 4.9 percent. So still all positive returns, and um, you know still I, I think a pretty good outlook if we can get through some of the choppiness here uh, as we look out into 2024. So as we look at the uh, latest economic data, the uh, figures seem to be a little bit mixed, but they should be good, though, for the Federal Reserve as we head into this week's Federal Open Market Committee meeting, where once again the topic of interest rates, I'm sure, will be on the table. Absolutely. Yeah, the Fed uh, governors and uh, bank presidents will get back together and talk about the economy, look at their data and decide if uh, interest rates should remain where they're at or if they're going to bump them up a little bit higher 
think it would be a little bit of a surprise to Wall Street if, if we see an increase. I think most expectations now are, you know, the Fed will kind of be in a pause uh, type of moment here, maybe for the next couple of meetings. Uh, but again, if you look at it, you know, the data came in. We did see a, a rise in CPI and PPI last week. But the core inflation rate, the PCE price index, um, is showing that, you know, there's improvement there. And we're far from the 2% target that they have, but we're, we're moving lower and, you know, probably around that 3.8% range right now and then moving lower. And, and those are good things. So, and again, a little bit of weakness and jobs out there. Um, you know, some reports that people are starting to worry a little bit about their jobs. Um, you know, so I think there, there's points to some weakness and some data they can definitely focus on maybe to support the case. Just to, you know, wait and see. Wait and see what they really need to do as they move forward. It'll be good to take a look back just a year. Let's go back to October of 2022, just about a year ago. Now, since then, the S&P 500 has raised up and gained 27.6%. The Nasdaq Composite went up 35.9%. Now, these are, are pretty good gains. Now, possibly, maybe we're getting a little bit uh, uh, ahead of ourselves by uh, expecting even more gains right now. And uh, we should kind of look at our plates and go, hey, we had a pretty lot of good, uh, good meal in the last year. Maybe we should just be satisfied with that. Yeah, but we've had such a quick improvement, you know. I mean, again, you go back to 2022, I, I think, you know, my expectation, a lot of experts' expectation was it was going to take a while uh, for, for this market to recover. And, you know, we had such quick recovery this year, you know, the first half of this year. It, it, it kind of spoils you, you know, when you see that. And also, you know, just like when you're eating a meal, if you sit down and you, you eat too much too fast, you get a little bit of indigestion. And I think that's kind of where we're at right now. You know, the market, I think uh, the experts out there and investors are trying to digest what's happened, uh, trying to get a feel for where they would need to go and where they need to be. And, um, you know, so it's, it's just a really a kind of a point of inflection. And as you said in your opening comments, you know, the market's just kind of been flat here for the last two months. I, I think we remain choppy for a while. I, they, this might continue right through the end of the year. Uh, maybe even in the next year before we get a clear indication of where the market wants to go. But long term, we we still feel it's going higher. Once again, Walt Secure is our expert with the AKW Group here in Akron. And our number to call for your questions is 330-673-1234. Time to take a look at the Trends and Insights section of the show, where Walt takes a look at a lot of things that are going on and lots of stuff that crosses his desk and finds some interesting topics to talk about. One of them is a new research report from Barclays that says baby boomers are partly to blame for the continued strength in the housing market. This is what they said on Bloomberg. The U.S. housing sector is on the upswing again, even with mortgage rates at multi-decade highs. Barclays senior economist Jonathan Miller said, although much has been attributed to shortages of existing properties and mortgage lock-in effects, we think strong demand is a symptom of the aging population. So us old folks are still buying them houses, eh? <laughs> we are, Bob. You know, the baby boomers has been, a, we talk about it all the time, such a... Uh interesting generation you know with a lot of wealth a lot of productivity and advancements and you know housing has been one of those uh you know really interesting things you know you look at housing has changed so much and i, and I think there's other things that happen like the pandemic and um you know i i think you know people look at their home differently now you know the upgrades that people are doing their home the popularity of some of the you know tv shows that have really made you know home improvement and you know, making uh, our homes uh, more than just homes. I mean, there are places that we love to hang out and entertain and have our families gather. So 
I think baby boomers have had a big effect. And, of course, the rising prices just, you know, make the market very attractive. A lot of people have done very well in the housing market. And, you know, young people now are coming to the market, and there's a supply-demand issue. There's just not enough homes out there for for younger households that want to purchase. So uh, we we can only solve this really by, by building more homes. And I think that's why the home builders out there, it's a pretty interesting group of stocks to look at. So, uh, very, very interesting trends going on in housing. Now, we talk about, oftentimes talk about in these programs about gold being a great investment. Well, diamonds, you know, a girl's best friend. Diamonds from 1999 to 2012, diamonds saw a steady growth in their values about 8% a year, according to a Tilburg study in the Netherlands of Tilburg University. Now, recently, uh, diamonds returns have become very volatile. So, while diamonds are a nice thing to buy your wife or girlfriend for a present, are they a good investment? Well, but, you know, we've seen a lot of changes in this market. You know, this market was really controlled by the De, Beer, De Beers family for years. You know, 80% of the world's diamond supply came from De Beers. Um, you know, but what we've seen lately is um, technology. Again, lab diamonds have grown uh, to about 10% of the market now. Uh, we, we see prices falling. Um, you know, people's appetite for these types of gems are, are not what they used to be, and so from a pure investment perspective, a lot of volatility, a lot of change, a lot of innovation, um, yeah, a lot of lot of demand changes. But, uh, you know, from, from a, a gifting perspective, probably still very uh, appreciated by a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people out there. But again, from an investment perspective, uh, a lot of changes you got to keep your eyes on. And of course, uh, innovation, new businesses always drives the market when they come out to be something that people want. And oftentimes they're from uh, uh, solving problems or just to people, ordinary people around the house. A high school student in Alexandria, Virginia, used to watch her grandfather forget to take critical medif- medications at specific times. So uh, he invented what uh, she calls the Project Pill Tracker. Now, is that being bought by any corporation? Is that going to be a, something we can buy in the store? What does that stand right now? Well, it's drawn the attention of major pharmaceutical companies and you know companies like CVS Health and so forth. This is a big issue. You know, uh, as, as people age, as we have an aging population, people are forgetful, and taking medications becomes very important. This is a really unique uh, innovation. It's uh, you know basically tracks the prescriptions, makes sure that they're being taken. It uh, uses uh, AI technology to, you know, alert uh, maybe, you know, other loved ones in the family when medication isn't being taken. So very interesting innovation. It'll be very interesting to see where this goes. Um, but, but definitely something that's probably definitely needed out there. We talked earlier about uh, the employment and, and people being concerned about being laid off. And in August, according to a, a another study, 13.8% of American workers were worried about getting laid off. That's the highest since uh, April of 2021. And this is one of those data points that I'm sure will pass through the Fed's eyes this week. You know, that uh, when people start to worry, they start to slow their spending. That's going to impact the economy. So we definitely see some cracks uh, in the labor market. You know, still a lot of people out there looking for good employees and jobs are still robust out there. But uh, these types of little data points help support the case that, you know, the economy definitely is weakening a little bit. And uh, finally, India, or we like to call it Bharat now, as, uh, of course, the second largest population in the world, they have budgeted $120 billion for capital spending in their fiscal year 2024. That is 37% above fiscal 2023. And again, being the one of the largest economies in the world, that is going to have a ripple effect, I would think. 
Absolutely, Bob. And, you know, we talk about emerging markets. This is one that, you know, I personally like. I, I think there's a lot of investment opportunities in India. Um, you know, I think there's uh, that you look at the growth that's going on there. Uh, very interesting to see, you know, how, how do you participate in some of that growth? I mean, again, China has really struggled and a lot of, uh, you know, political risk uh, with China. But uh, India is definitely an emerging market we're taking a look at. So let's take a look at Stock Talk now. Your chance to give the program a call and talk to Walt Sakira and ask him particularly about any individual stock issue that interests you. Whether you want to buy it, sell it, hold it, or just kind of curious about it, 330-673-1234 is the number to call to be on the air live with Walt and uh, talk about those stock issues here on the advice line. Uh, last week, Apple, which of course is a long-term holding in your own core equity portfolio, introduced that new iPhone 15 series smartphone, the Apple Watch Series 9 smartwatches. Uh, but the stock uh, kind of fell after a surprise-free media event. That's kind of interesting. It is, Bob. But, you know, to, to be expected, I mean, I think it's hard, as we talked about, for companies like Apple to keep the hype. You know, it's... um. A lot of the advancements are incremental now. They're small advancements. Um, But I think overall, the ecosystem is still strong. Uh, You know, this is a company that I think you just got to temper your expectations. I don't don't think you buy Apple here thinking you're going to get the highest market returns. But I I think Apple is a good position in a portfolio. It pays a good dividend. Uh, They raise their dividends, you know, uh, aggressively. uh, they don't owe the, you know hardly anything on the debt side. They have a lot of free cash flow, a lot of opportunity to make other investments and continue to work on innovation. So uh, we like Apple, but again, we we don't have the same expectations we had for it ten or fifteen years ago. Um, you know, it's it's going to be more of a steady eddy, and and I think a, a good holding overall for our core equity portfolio. Now, ARM Holdings, the ARM Holdings, they had their IPO this past Thursday. The stock debuted at $51 a share. By the end of the week, uh, the next day, it closed at $60.75 a share, a 25% jump. This is a really important offering, but we haven't had a big uh, tech offering like this in a long time, and uh, the market definitely jumped on it and, and you know, likes it. I mean, of course, ARM is a chip designer. Uh, they're used by just about every major chip maker in the world. You know, Apple, NVIDIA, Qualcomm, uh, you know, they, they design the, the actual chips. Um, they're very important in the overall, you know, manuf- process manufacturing development of these chips and these technologies out there. So a uh, really, really interesting company. Um, you know, we talked about this a couple of years ago. NVIDIA actually had an offer to buy ARM and, you know, had to back away from that um, just because of antitrust and other issues. They they didn't follow through with that acquisition. But now the company is you know on its own. It's 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 trading and uh, definitely a technology stock worth taking a look at. Again, had a really nice first day and uh, you know bounced up for the couple of days it traded last week. But um, you know long term, I think ARM will be an, an important technology stock and it'll give us a read also on a lot of the other chip manufacturers that we pay attention to. So. Um, that definitely an interesting stock to pay attention to. Another stock in your corporate portfolio is Adobe, the uh, digital media firm. They um, beat their fiscal third quarter estimates. Uh, EPS up about 20%. Revenue grew 10%, some $4.89 billion. So uh, the company results from Adobe, are they supporting your investment thesis by putting it in their corporate portfolio? They are, Bob. Again, you know, we, we bought this company. We've owned it uh, a couple different times, but we own it currently in the portfolio. We, uh, we like the long term here. You know, it's just such a uh, the switching costs are so high. It's, it's used in so many creative 
uh, type of applications out there. You know, when you talk about document management, when you talk about that, you know, creative content development, um, website development, uh, you know, uh, but still publishing, um, desktop publishing, all these types of uh, activities. Uh, they definitely have a AI offering as well. They, they've been using this Firefly. Uh, they've been using it free out there for people to do generative uh, type of creatives. But, you know, we look at the long term at Adobe and we believe there's a lot of growth here ahead of it. Um, it may just have an inflection point here and pause a little bit. Again, the stock's had a nice move this year, like a lot of these tech stocks. But, you know, three to five years out, I think we'll be happy that Adobe is part of the portfolio. Let's go to the phones now for Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron. You're on WNIR. Good morning. Konnichiwa. Hey, Konnichiwa, Ken. How are you this week? Good, good. Say, uh, <clears throat> I used to like to go to Cracker Barrel. <clears throat> I haven't been there for a while, but they had a lot of uh, southern-style vegetables and so forth. What do you think about Cracker Barrel stock, symbol C-B-R-L? Have you ever uh, looked into that one? It used to be a real good one, but now it's making new lows. Yeah, I like Cracker Barrel. I like to eat there too. Kind of love their pancakes. They have maple syrup. They bring it out in those little warm bottles. But uh, yeah, Cracker Barrel, you know, has uh, they're in 46 states. I think um, I think they operate about 650, 660 uh, restaurants out there. Uh, and, and again, their their uh, square footage growth is slowed. You know, they're not opening as many restaurants. Obviously, it's a very well established uh, restaurant chain out there. Uh, the last couple quarters, um, they've they've you know they've showed some revenue growth there at the early part of the year, and then I think the last quarter they were like one percent revenue growth, so kind of flattish. Uh, earnings seemed like they came through the bottom line a little bit the last quarter. They're up fourteen percent in earnings, so probably managing the company a little bit better. But yeah, you, know, you look at the PE trading at thirteen times. Um, yield is is impressive, right? I mean, they got a seven and a half percent yield currently. Uh, they maintain that yield. I mean, and, and you know they can you know, have enough financial stability. It probably isn't a bad stock here for somebody looking for income. So that's definitely a stock we're taking a look at. Okay, real good. You guys have a good week. Thanks. All right, you too, Ken. Thank you for calling three three zero six seven three one two three four. You too can talk to Walt Secure, ask him questions about particular stocks that are of interest to you and uh, and your folks. Another. Uh, Software giant, computing giant Oracle also reported results uh, recently, but it showed some slowdown in revenues, and therefore their Oracle stock fell about ten percent for the week. Yeah, you know, Oracle again was uh, having a great year, and, and again expectations continue to build. So you know they came in with a, an overall pretty good report, Bob. They had a nine percent revenue growth for the quarter. They had twelve point five billion over eleven point four billion. In revenue, they had about a 16% earnings growth. Those are great numbers for a big technology company, but a little less than what Wall Street was expecting. And and again, some of the the you know comments they made looking forward didn't make the street excited. And you know, I got a little bit of a sell off, and that happened. So uh, again, these stocks, I think, are trying to be prudent. You know, especially if they give a little bit of forward guidance. I think everyone's kind of saying, well, you know, it's it's been a great year. You know, things look a little tougher as we look out and. Uh, you know, Wall Street doesn't really like to hear that right now. They want to hear everything's rosy and good and going higher. And, you know, that, that, I think that's you're going to get a little bit of sell-off here and there. But Oracle's a great company, again, on the database management side. Um, uh, you know, definitely a, a technology stock that's always on our radar. Let's get back to the phones on WNIR. Go ahead. You're on the air. Good morning, gentlemen. I remember when the market was 500. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I've been watching this stock, and it's been going. It's kind of a weird stock on the market. It's pretty hot. It's below Tesla. It's called Mullen Automotive. Does anybody know anything about Mullen Automotive? Uh, Mullen Automotive. I, I mean, from what I can look, I, I again, I pulling it up on my system here. Looks like, you know, they really haven't reached any profitability. Uh, sales are very low. Um, you know, just, just the financial data that I'm really able to look at quickly just looks like they're still maybe in the prove-it stage, right? Like the, the creative stage. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't see a lot of... Uh, you know, a lot that would support it to be in our in our group of stocks that we pay attention to. Thank you. You gentlemen have a great day. All right, you too. Again, 330-673-1234 is the number to call to talk with Walt Secure on the air here about stocks that are of interest to you and get some his advice and his opinion on what they're worth. Uh, another technology force stock, it's uh, rather not a technology stock, is Salesforce. It is a big AI company at this Dreamforce customer conference that launched the Einstein One platform. The Einstein Co-Pilot feature, Einstein One will embed an AI into all Salesforce products by mid-2024, and uh, the robots are coming, eh? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, Bob, I think we're going to hear a lot of this again, this AI, uh, you know, comments. We're, we're seeing every company out there trying to firm up their AI offerings and their rhetoric and the way they're talking about it, but, you know, Salesforce, it makes sense. I mean, again, they, they, they sit in that revenue side, you know, the, the Salesforce management and development of, of big companies out there. A lot of data is collected, you know, when you, when you have a Salesforce, you know, running CRM systems and putting a lot of data in, it would make sense that you could optimize that data and, you know, get better results. So, you know, Salesforce is definitely doing what every company is going to do, I think, going forward here, Bob, is continue to talk about their technology, the prowess, their abilities, you know, what they're going to be able to do as they go into the future. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll continue to watch this, I think, be a trend as, as we move forward. Well, there are plenty of other AI opportunities for investors looking to cash in. Um, the opinion is that AI could be a gift that will be giving for many, many years ahead. But uh, you think that for investors, the easy money has already been made in AI. Well, it's always the easy money on the front side. You know, when something like this captures the attention, the excitement of investors, we, we, see, we saw stocks just really... You know, go to high prices, Bob, here this year. I mean, these things jumped up. And, you know, all, anybody that had a, a viable AI offering, you know, I, I think has seen their stock price, uh, you know, really appreciate well this year. Um, now it's to prove it. You know, it's, it's, it's always, you know, great to have the promise. But, you know, the promise only takes you so far, and then you got to have the proof. And now these companies have to exactly what Salesforce is doing, you know, develop it. They show it that it really means something. It's meaningful that it, it builds revenues and profitability, and somehow that can be passed on to shareholders. That's that's the end game of any investment. Is you know, can these companies deliver uh, value back to the shareholders uh, through viable offerings out there in the market? So that's really where our attention is going to be focused as we evaluate these companies going forward. Is you know, the, the promise is over. Now we got to see the fruit. And the Google antitrust trial got underway this past week. It could last as long as 10 weeks. The Justice Department accuses Google of maintaining a monopoly through exclusionary distribution agreements that steer billions of search queries to Google every single day. What do you think the outcome of this will be? 
Well, whatever it is, it's gonna it's gonna have a major impact, Bob. You know, I, I think it's it's a very interesting. It really kind of went under the radar last week. Was probably the most important technology news that came out last week. Um, you know, these antitrust you know allegations can really change the market quite dramatically. So we'll, we'll have to pay attention and see, you know, if this ends up going away or if it ends up being something significant. It would have major impacts for companies like Microsoft uh, with their Bing search offering. Uh, I might even push someone like an Apple to develop their own search engine. Um, if, if, you know, there's a viable uh, outcome here that limits Google's ability to continue to, to operate the way that it operates. So we're, we're just going to have to pay attention to see where this ends up. So the news of interest, a locally owned James Smucker company is going to buy Hostess Brands, makers of Twinkies and other delectable goodies, the whole company for some $5.6 billion. So if it's a Smucker's, it's got to be good, right? <laughs> well, if you remember, Bob, back in 2012, Hostess filed for bankruptcy. Everybody was worried they weren't going to be able to get Twinkies anymore. I remember a friend of mine going on eBay and buying boxes of Twinkies so he could save them for his kids, which was interesting. But, you know, they, they reformulated the company, brought it back, and, you know, made it viable. And now, you know, you got Smuckers coming in here and buying the company some years later. So uh, it's, a, it's very interesting, probably a very good acquisition for Smuckers. fits well under their, uh, you know, their offerings, their brands, and uh, their distribution channel. I'm sure there's some uh, creative value over time that the Smuckers can find uh, through this acquisition. Now, ABC Disney made a lot of news last week. First of all, the end of their fight with Charter Spectrum. The cable company was storing uh, some of their channels, not all of them, but some of them, after Charter pulled ABC Disney content in uh, August over a payment dispute. But even more, they finally came to the fore that uh, two, at least two major companies, are looking to buy uh, the ABC properties from from Disney, where, the, of course, they said they were going to probably divest themselves of some of these properties. But uh, the whole ABC network, all those cable channels and other channels are two companies were Nexstar, already owns TV stations across the country, including here in uh, Northeast Ohio, and a uh, uh, self-made millionaire, I guess, a former comedian who has already offered $10 billion, $10 billion cash to buy ABC from Disney. Yeah, I mean, this is something we saw coming, you know, Bob. We talked about this a couple months ago when Bob Iger came back, and uh, this has got to be hard for Iger because, again, he built this uh, massive, uh, you know, a TV offering and was instrumental in, in purchasing these assets. But I, I think the competitiveness and the challenges and the changes, you know, you, you got, sometimes you got to take these assets and, and, you know, make, make changes. So as you said, it, it'll be interesting to watch. I think Disney's doing what they have to do. They're trying to respond to really a lot of challenges. And, and I think it's going to be, you know, a couple of years before Disney probably gets back to, uh, you know, the, the level of profitability that people were used to over the years. But uh, they're they're doing what they need to do, that's for sure. Do you think the ABC networks are worth $10 billion? Well, I mean, you know, possibly, Bob. I mean, again, it's just all dependent on content development, I think, as you go forward. I mean, that's it's going to be the interest of all these, these companies. You know, content is the king. And if you have great content, you know, you can definitely capitalize on the networks. But... Uh, Without the content, you know, these assets start to become very questionable. Netflix also has uh, said that uh, now they're dropping the DVDs directly, going only to streaming, but the CEO, CFO, says they doesn't really see any kind of a new near-term lift after doing all this. Yeah, you know, again, the, the paid ads, 
uh, you know, the different subscriptions. They were hoping that would help, but it's not. And, and again, I just think it's showing how hard uh, all these, uh, you know, content developers and these uh, different options we have to cut the cord, cut the cable, right? Um, it's streaming is tough. It's a tough business, and everybody uh, had some growth, but now uh, the challenges are there. And, and as we said earlier with the AI, uh, they're going to have to prove it. And right now, uh, the Netflix offering doesn't seem to be proving it. And finally, coincident or not, President Biden visited Vietnam recently, and uh, Boeing has landed a $7.8 billion deal with Vietnam Airlines to sell them planes. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? It is. <laughs> and again, a lot of growth in airlines, um, you know, around the world, Bob, we're seeing it. Every airline uh, manufacturer out there, countries, uh, you know, there's a big appetite for airline travel and uh, a lot of spending going on. Uh, so a great industry to pay attention to. Remember, the next uh, public event for the AKW Group is going to be September 27th at the Sheraton Suites in Cuyahoga Falls. Uh, their group investment strategy update. It's uh, free to all who want to register together. It starts about 1 o'clock in the afternoon uh, at that uh, date, Wednesday, September 27th. And all you have to do to register is call the office and uh, 234-466-7476. Tell them we heard about WNR Kid Akron and uh, make a reservation for that uh, event. Again, it's going to be on the 27th of September in Cuyahoga Falls starting at 1 o'clock and give them a call. And uh, again, we'll talk to you again, Walt Secured, next uh, Sunday morning once more with another update on the market and some more good financial advice. So uh, until then, go Browns. Go Browns. <laughs> take care, Bob. You take care, too. It's 9 o'clock. I'm Bob Lewis. During today's broadcast, the following individual companies were mentioned and discussed. Adobe Systems, Inc., symbol A-D-B-E. Apple, Inc., symbol A-A-P-L. Arm Holdings, PLC, symbol ARM. The Boeing Company, symbol BA. Cracker Barrel Old Country Store, symbol CBRL. The Walt Disney Company, symbol DIS. Alphabet Inc., symbol GOOGL. Microsoft Corporation, symbol MSFT. Netflix Inc., symbol NFLX. NVIDIA Corporation, symbol NVDA. Oracle Corporation, symbol ORCL. Qualcomm Inc., symbol QCOM. Salesforce.com Inc., symbol CRM. The J.M. Smucker Company, symbol SJM. Hostess Brands Inc., symbol TWNK. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.